We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is a Locker Room production. What up, what up? What's up? We're just waiting for Malcolm. For sure, Andrew. Thanks for coming on. We got some people joining. What's up, guys? Ken, Robert, Paul, Andrew. What's up, guys? Where is Malcolm? All right, so basically, before Malcolm's here, uh, we're just going to talk about um, some pre- some Lions news, talk about the NFL draft. Talk about free agency, and then we'll also let you guys come up and speak as well if you guys have any thoughts or have any questions or just want to talk. Saints news? What, Thomas Morstead got released? That's all I got. <laughs> Jared Cook got released too, right? And Josh Hill? And Josh Hill? Yeah. So uh, we're just waiting on Malcolm here. I have some thoughts on the draft. Hold up. Oh, yeah, for sure, Andrew. Russell wants to play for Sean Payton. I don't doubt that. He did put in his uh his if he were Hello, to be traded. What there up? he is, the man, the myth, the legend. What up, boy? Welcome. We'll take right. in his headphones. Alright, don't talk to me. Alright, Tyler, do you do you guys want to start? Yeah, let's do it. Malcolm, you ready? No, we oh, you guys mentioned true font, yeah. No, Ken, we're about to get going right now, but we will be mentioning true font. Malcolm, could you hear us? Malcolm, type in the chat, say something. <laughs> All right, while well, Malcolm is dealing with his uh, technical difficulties, uh, let's get started. All right, let's do it. So what are we starting off with? We're going to start off with the Terrell Williams signing? Yeah, you can start off with that. Yeah, so obviously the Lions started off free agency earlier. They obviously don't have many wide receivers under contract right now. Before the Terrell Williams signing, all they had was Quintez Cephas, fifth-round pick from last year. And Jerron Wilson, uh, who they picked up from the Green Bay Packers, who ended up opting out of the 2020 season. So those were the only re- wide receivers they currently had under contract before the Terrell Williams signing. We're going to be talking about Galladay. We're going to be talking about all the Lions free agent receivers. But Lions got themselves a starting receiver, and a guy that's going to be starting for them this year, and that's Terrell Williams. And, you know, my quick two cents on this Terrell Williams move, it's like – it's a good move. You know, it's a guy, obviously, Anthony Lynn has connections with. He's They've been together when they were in the Chargers together. So that's obviously good. They're going to have a role for him. Anthony Lynn will find a role for uh, Terrell Williams. I mean, Terrell Williams, I mean, is he a wide receiver one? No, I don't think he's a wide receiver one. But is he a guy who could be a starter? Definitely. I think he's a very good player when healthy. It's just that's one thing that's been holding him back is the health, obviously. Um, for a rebuilding team with the Lions, obviously need to get some weapons for Jared Goff. They needed some receivers, obviously. They, we knew they were going to sign somebody. This one makes a lot of sense, just like I mentioned. Anthony Lynn connection. They needed a starting receiver pretty badly. It makes a lot of sense. So, you know, for the Lions, you know, I guess good signing. It's not a phenomenal sign, not a great signing. It's a one-year deal at the end of the day. So this could be a one-and-done, or this could be a guy that, you know, maybe he proves himself and – he gets another contract with the Lions. You know, he's 29 years old right now. So, you know, how, how much longer are you going to hold on to a guy like Terrell Williams? That's going to be an interesting question. And we're going to have to see, you know, going forward how the offense looks. How is he with Jared Goff? It's a, you know, it's just one of the, I guess, building blocks that they needed to kind of accomplish. They needed another veteran receiver, like we mentioned. So, you know, this signing in general is, I mean, it's a solid signing. It's not nothing to, you know, blow your socks off, but it's a solid signing. 
Yeah. What about, what about you, Pierre? What do you think about Terrell Williams? Um, so I just want to say, we just had some requests, some people request. Once we're done talking, we'll let you guys join. Yeah, Terrell Williams, like you mentioned, he's 6'4", 200, 4'4", speed. He provides that vertical aspect. He'll also be big in the red zone. He just needs to stay healthy. If he could stay healthy, this is a really good signing. He's like a number two receiver right now at this stage of his career, kind of like a Marvin Jones type receiver, but more explosive than Jones. Um, so, yeah, you pretty much know the Tyler. Andy Lynn familiarity knows the offense. Yeah, I mean, overall, I think it's a solid signing. It's a guy that's going to play. Obviously, when healthy, he's going to be out on the field the majority of the time. So, you know, it's one of those signings that makes a lot of sense. He's familiar with the system already, or at least we assume the system that Anthony Lynn's going to bring to Detroit. So that's obviously good. So um, overall, you know, they got him at a pretty affordable contract as well. I believe it was only, what, 6.2, if I'm not mistaken, 6.4, something like that. Yeah, 6.2, but technically it's 4.7 million base out. I believe it's 6.2 with incentives. So okay. it's, so it's play a pretty up to good it. deal. Yep. Okay. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it's. I mean, for a guy, I mean, he was the Raiders' number one receiver. Was he? I mean, should he been a number one receiver? No, I don't think so. He's not a number one receiver. But like you mentioned, I mean, he's like a guy that could be a solid number two receiver. I mean, for number one, that's very rich. You know, I don't even think he's a guy. I don't. I would even really consider him a high two. Honestly, I think he's like in that mid level. He's a good two, but he's not a great two. If that makes sense, he's not like a Tyler Lockett like on the Seahawks, but. He's a good two. He's not a guy that should ever be a one. But overall, you know, like we said, I mean, this is someone that you need. And, like, when we get into the news about Kenny Galladay, obviously he just got franchise tagged or is expecting to be franchise tagged. I think he could be a solid complement for Galladay and whoever they end up putting at the slot receiver, if that's a guy they have right now at Cephas or if that's someone they attack, maybe another receiver, a veteran receiver in the free agency market that's coming up. Or maybe in later April they go on the draft and they go out and sign or a draft, another receiver, sorry, uh, another slot receiver to go along. But I think we basically staple Terrell Williams to be one of the three starters that we see consistently on the field, for sure. It looks like we lost Malcolm, but he said just to continue on. So um, we'll accept uh, people in the little, so more people request. So uh, let's get into uh, the Kenny G thing, right? You were just talking about that? Yeah. So he's expected to get tagged, and then uh, they hope to get a long, long-term deal done with him. Now, if you have Kenny G and Tyrell Williams, say like a Jalen Watt on the third round, he could be in the slot. You know, that would be huge, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, you get Jalen Waddle at pick number seven, or if you trade back and still are able to accumulate a Jalen Waddle to go along with Tyrell Williams and Gallaudet, that could be a lot of fun. I mean, that could be a lot of fun if that happens. We've talked about it last time we did this. Um, if you guys are new to this, we talked about it. Draft a receiver in the top 10 could be a little bit rich, but if we're going to go by fun and like you know, how fun the offense could go, I think those three, that could be a solid core receivers. I mean, you kind of just fix the receiving core right there. Um, but as far as a long-term, I don't know how long-term those, those three are. Obviously, Jalen Waddle will be a long-term thing for you. But then Gallaudet would have to decide, do you want to extend him? And then with Terrell Williams, is he proven that he could stay in your system for, you know, a couple more years? Or is he more than a one-year deal? And that's something that he's going to have to prove this year as well. So as far as the long term, I can't commit to that. But as far as we're just talking 2021, you're giving Jared Goff a solid slate of receivers. And I think that is a good experiment for Goff because, you know, obviously we want to give the best opportunity to Goff and see if he's the real deal or not, if he could be the franchise quarterback or not. And I think if you give him those three receivers – I think that could be pretty fun, and that's a fair opportunity for golf as well. Yep. All right, now uh, let's get into uh, the Desmond Trufant release, right? The Lions are expected to release Desmond Trufant per Adam Schefter. That move will free up about $6.2 million, I believe like $6 million in dead cap, something along there. Uh, so what are your thoughts on that, Tyler? And then, um, uh, yeah, so what are your thoughts on that? And before that, let's say what up to Malcolm because I could hurt him now. So if he's ignoring me, I know he's ignoring me. Wait, 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 wait. Time out, time out. Am I here? Mic check. Mic yes, check. Yes, one, yes. two, we, one, two. We can hear you. We can hear you. We, we know you can hear me. We know, we know Yo. you can hear me this whole time. You're just ignoring me this whole time. Yo, you have no idea what I just went through just now. Like, you have no idea. Like, no, for everybody listening me. right now, you're everybody listening me. right now, I have an Android. All right, don't laugh. It's a Samsung. Samsung Note. All right, so I'm I'm on my daughter my daughter's 
on, I'm on her iPad. Her her mic does not work. I had to jump on the laptop and do some loops just to get it to work. So I'm here now on the mic. That's what's yes, up. Yes, I'm on my you mic. You sound good though. You sound a lot you better. Real good. Sound, yeah. Because I'm because I'm on my mic. Okay. So you got to teach me how to do that because I want to be on my mic. I don't want yeah, to talk to my phone. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll teach y'all that one day. But yes, I'm on my mic right now. All what's right, up, everybody? Um, everybody that's out there, what's up? Um, <laughs> okay, we're talking about Desmond my, Trufant, Malcolm. I don't know if Desmond Trufant. <laughs> so, Get uh, his ass out of here. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. <laughs> Malcolm bringing you the energy. I love it. <laughs> Woo! All right. Uh, so, yeah, we, like Pierre said, we released Desmond Trufant, Frida Brown. What was it, 6.2? What was it, Pierre? Yeah, uh, Frida Brown, like 6.18, so about 6.2 million, yeah. So, basically, that Terrell Williams contract. Uh yeah, sort of. I guess you could say that. Like okay. for each's incentives and everything. Yeah. Okay. So I, I was telling you this the other day, and for anyone that was in here the other day, I, I said someone asked this question: Who are three guys you want to see be released, and that makes sense to be released because you know of cap cas uh for the cap because the lines are a little over the uh, the dead cap right now, and they need to clear some cap. So uh, Desmond Trufant obviously made sense. I mean, they drafted Akuda at the third pick overall, so he he needs the opportunity to start, and then. Right. Obviously, Amani Awardee is a proven starter. He's been in the league for two years now. I mean, he's looked good in the spot, so it makes sense. I, I think as far as going forward, I think the Lions are going to still free up some more cap and cut some of the more veterans. You could almost call it the Patriot Purge is what I'm hearing. I, I kind of like that reference. Uh, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, someone uh, – the Lions actually also fired Kyle O'Brien, long-term assistant GM for the Lions, and he was part of that Patriot Purge. You know, he's part of the Patriot, so um, it makes sense. Um, so I think we're going to be looking at some other guys that are going to be also part of this Desmond Trufant wave where almost as, uh, if you want to go back in 2016, when Bob Quinn first got the job, he kind of went a little off and was you know uh, cutting a lot of guys and bringing his own guys in as much as he could in year one. So I think we could look at something similar. It almost happens for every GM when they come in. They want to bring their own guys in. They want to get rid of some guys that they don't think are going to fit the system. So. I think we could look forward to more guys like Desmond Trufant. Maybe another corner like Justin Coleman could be on the move as well. Nick Williams, defensive tackle, could probably be on the move. Danny Shelton potentially. So there's some guys that there's to look out for that could be potentially cut as well. And I think Desmond Trufant just kind of started the wave. It makes sense. Like I said, Akuda was the third pick overall. They need him to be consistent outside corner and take that jump in year two. And then obviously, like I mentioned, Amani Awardi, he's proven he could be a good corner on the outside as well. So there wasn't really a role for Desmond Trufant anymore. It'd be pretty expensive and kind of stupid just to keep him around for that current contract. So it makes a lot of sense. And obviously he just didn't play as much in that year, that one year he played with us. And, you know, now that's two years in a row, he's dealt with injuries and he just can't stay on the field. It's a little bit older now. So it makes a lot of sense why the Lions parted ways in Desmond Trufant. Yeah, you said it. Like Okuda, the time for him to get that chance. And Amani Awari, I'm expecting that big jump out of him this year. It's his third year. He's he's improved every year. I feel like this year he could take that start jump. I, I, I was high on Amani, obviously, when he was coming out. You guys all know that if you guys listen to the podcast. I mm-hmm. wanted him in the second round. He fell to us in the fifth round. So Insane. Uh, what about you, Malcolm? Yep. What about you? What do you think about Trufon being cut? I mean, shit. I don't even know he was on the team. I mean, like, like he was here, then like he was out. <laughs> then he was here, then he was out. So, like, I mean, it was it was something that you you seen coming. Yeah, definitely. Um, what about like going forward? Who else do you think would make sense for the Lions to part ways with in this offseason? Oh, um, where should I start? Um, there's Nick Williams. He, I think he, I don't, I don't think he was a guy who we thought he he was when we signed him. Uh, a guy he, you thought I told you he was overhyped from the start. Uh, I mean, hey, 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 I mean, I thought he was going to be able to contribute because he had came, just came off a six sack, six sack year. So yeah, with Khalil Mack. Yeah. Okay. So he didn't work out. So yeah, he, he's probably gone. <laughs> All right. Um. Who else? Um. What about Trufant, your oopsie of the year? Oopsie doopsie of the year. You talking about your boy? Um. Jelani Tavai. That's I not my he, boy. I think he's going to. For some reason, I, I promise you, I don't know why. I think they'll give this guy another chance. Why? I don't know. But I have a feeling him, his hair, everything will be back next year. <laughs> his hair. I mean, he's playing, he's, <laughs> he's, playing for, he's playing for free right now. So it makes sense for him to at least get the opportunity. Maybe not in the regular season, but at least let him prove himself in OTA's camp. Or we're, we're at least going to see him in camp in preseason. Yeah. I, and I guarantee a, you. Yeah, and that's the difference between a guy like him and Trufant. With Trufant, you're freeing up cap. Cutting Jelani Tavai 
today or tomorrow, I mean, what are you freeing up? Five hundred thousand dollars? Like you're not you're not yeah. freeing up shit. Right. Absolutely nothing. Now, uh, if you guys want like some quick guys: Jamie Shelton, Kristen Jones, Joe Dahl, Chase Daniel. Um, probably missing a couple guys. Shit. Uh, oh, Jesse James. You right? mentioned the biggest Daniel. scam artist in the NFL. Chase Daniel. Chase Daniel. Chase, Chase Daniels. <laughs> Yo, biggest... that dude has a nice ass house though. I mean, he's made $64 million through his NFL career starting in five games. I hope he has a nice house. He has a whole water park in his crib, dog. Where did I see that? I saw that on someone's IG story. That was on... um, Was it Kelly? No, it wasn't Kelly. I I didn't see that. Marvin Golden Tate Tate was there. Oh. Golden Tate. Yeah. And who else was there? Golden Tate or somebody else? Oh, he's a a scammer. Oh, it was um, Golden Tate and the quarterback for the the Bears... uh, Nick Foles. Oh, Nick Foles was there. No, no, no. <laughs> Nick Foles was there. Nick Foles was there. Uh, I guess they were having some type of party. I, 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 don't, I don't remember. I don't know. That's just insane to me, dude. He's the biggest scammer in the NFL. Like, what does he offer to an NFL team besides maybe knowledge? Which I, I guess you need, but, like, how did he earn himself a three-year deal? You know, I don't know. That's a good question. Good for him, though. He's, he's, he set up his family and his everyone else for the future. You know, they're all set financially. Um, yeah, but, like, Tyler, who, who, who in their right mind gives them that contract, though? Bob Quinn. Bob Quinn. Patricia. But, but, but how? <laughs> it's right, it's like, I, 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 you have to be on something to give Chase Daniel a three-year deal. Dude, I don't know, man. I'm just happy uh, probably they're going to move on from them this year. I hope they are, at least. Um... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, now, uh, so Tyler, so today, Tyler Malcolm, today the Lions restructured Jamie Collins' contract, so it looks like Collins will be in the plans for the future. What are your thoughts on that move? Well, it was a little shocking, honestly. I thought, I knew Jamie Collins would be here for the 2021 season, but I thought he could have potentially been one of those guys where it made more sense to cut him. I thought he could have been on the ways out, but they did restructure the deal. They backloaded it a little bit more, so... He's actually going to really play up to that, what is it, three-year contract. So it, you're going to get Jamie Collins for two more years, which that, it was a bit of a surprise. It wasn't a, it's a huge surprise because I, I wouldn't have been surprised. I, I would have not been surprised if he was here for 2021 and then in the offseason 22 where it was more cuttable, then they moved on from Jamie Collins. But they're freeing up cap for this offseason, which was a little bit interesting as well. Um, I know they're a little bit under the dead cap and, you know, I don't know. I thought there were other ways to maybe free up cap, but I guess they're committing to Jamie Collins for two years, which is it's a bit interesting because I, I, like I said, I thought he could have been one of those guys that was out after a year. What do you thought? What's your thoughts on that? Um, me, uh, that's that's this is kind of scary. This is a little scary, and and the reason why I say that is because Jamie Collins is known to play well under, usually under the the New England Patriots scheme. Like when he's with New England, something will involve with New England. He's playing really well. When he's away from it, not so much. So, which Jamie Collins are we gonna get next year? Are we gonna get the Jamie Collins that played well last year, that played well in New England? Are we gonna get the Cleveland Browns Jamie Collins? Mm. I mean, that that that's the question mark. I mean, what which Jamie Collins are we gonna get? Yeah, no, the good it, or the bad. Yeah, I don't know. It was. It was definitely really interesting to me. Oh my god, that voice crack! But um, yeah, it was definitely really interesting to me. But what about you? What do you think on that? Um, 
Yeah, I, I thought actually it could be a post-June 1st cut just because they would have saved like $2 million this year if they cut him. I, I didn't think he was in the plans, but it looks like he's in the plans. It's interesting. Um, We'll see how they use him. You know, he, he's athletic. He has speed. The Lions didn't blitz him as much, so maybe uh Campbell and Aaron Glenn will blitz him this year. We'll see what happens. He's also the best linebacker on the roster, but that doesn't say much because the Lions have one of the worst linebacker uh linebacker rooms in the NFL. Yeah, that ain't anything. Going real quick to the chat, Tony. Tony Day said, my boy Malcolm, what's good, homie? We got Ken in here. A lot of guys in New England plays well only in New England. Very true. Got Jonathan. What's up, Jay? I think Collins with the Browns was used wrong. Very possible. Andrew, because of BB, the defensive GOAT. Yeah, not, not wrong there. Ken, same with the Steelers. Very few have success outside. And then Malcolm is in the chat. No, I'm not going to mention him. But uh, that is the chat real quick. Uh, Why the hell not? Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. You don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to. <laughs> All right. A uh, couple other things uh, today. So the Lions parted ways with two of Bachman's executive. Uh, the Patriot uh, Carl Perch. Carl O'Brien and Jimmy Ray the third. Get them the hell out. Got. <laughs> yeah, like, like you, Malcolm said, like the guys they signed for the agency were bad. I think O'Brien was a director of player personnel, and then Ray was a senior personnel executive. So, uh, like Malcolm said, get the heck out, right? Get the, no, get them the hell out. That, get them out of here, man. Out. Don't let the door hit you. Okay, so I got something very interesting that I didn't see this person, but I saw Pierre post this, and Tony's now bringing it up. It says, the Lions want to keep Galladay for a long-term deal. I love it. So, Pierre, going a little bit more, like, what's more to that? Is the, What does this Lions want to commit to Galladay? Um, so, they, they want to commit to him long-term. That's per Ian Rappaport. He said he's, he's expected to get the tag. Um, if they could reach a long-term deal, they will. If they can't, obviously, he'll play, I think, it's $16 million, $16.1 million this year. I believe is the tag number. If they could get a deal done with him, right, you could give him a big signing bonus, back up the contract, have a small cap hit so you could sign other guys. Because, you know, this year the cap is down. Um, we'll see what happens. Now, how much is Galladay worth? That's where it gets tricky. You give him $20 million, where do you stop? Do you stop at 18 Do you give him 19 That's That's what's tricky with the Galladay situation. What would you pay him? Now, what's your thoughts on this? Do you think the line should commit to Galladay long term? Not twenty million, but if it's sixteen or seventeen, sure. Twenty million is a little too much. How long are you willing to or to commit to Gallaudet? I should say. So he's twenty eight. Um, I hope it'd be like a three to four year deal, a short deal, but he'll probably want five years. Okay. So four is your max. That's your cutoff. Yeah, but if they if they did five, like it honestly depends on the guaranteed money. Because uh, you see, Amari Cooper signed a five-year, hundred million dollar deal last year, but only forty mils guaranteed. So it was like a two-year, forty million dollar deal, and then the Cowboys could like move on or trade him or whatever. Kind of so like it Vitek. depends how the contract is structured. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I don't want to like be like be held onto him for like four years or more. Three years is fine, but if we're stuck with him for like four years of guaranteed money, that that's not that um, not optimal. Yeah, I don't know. Like uh, the way I look at it, and I see Galladay. It's like I love the guy, and I think he 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 could really do wonders for a team. But when you're in the Lions situation and you're entering a pretty much full on rebuild, it's no secret. It's a, it's a full on rebuild for the Lions. I don't know. I think it's just not a position I want to commit too much money to right away, and that's Galladay. So I rather give him the franchise tag, hold on to him for a year, or you trade him before the season starts or throughout in the season, whatever. And then I played out then. If, if worst-case scenario, I think you franchise Galladay, you can't find a trading partner, he's here for a year, then it's done. If you, you know, commit to him long-term, like, I don't know, I just don't want to be cuffed to a receiver who's already 28, 28 years old. You know, it just seems like a bit of a stretch for me to commit to a receiver who's already 28 years old and commit to him for at least four to five years. I think that's just too rich. I think when you're entering a full-on rebuild, I think there's more important position than a wide receiver to commit to start the rebuild. I think there's other ways you can go with that. So if I'm the Lions, it's not necessarily a guy I want to commit to long term. I don't know. I, I franchise tag him this year. I make my decision after that. Do I want to keep him? Do I want to? I mean, I, I mean, I franchise tag him and then I try to find a trading partner. If I can't find a trading partner, he's here for the year and that's fine. After that, I, I'm like just done with it. Like at that point, I think we could find a replacement. And just go on from there. What about you, Malcolm? What do you thought? What's your thoughts on that? 
Man, I, I'm just I'm with you. I'm with you 100 percent on that. And and the reason why is because you guys know how I feel about those receivers when they get to 30. You know how I feel about that. And when they get like close to 30 or or, or 30, you know I'm like, yo, we gotta get rid of this guy ASAP. So I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I I really believe we could definitely franchise tackle. And I don't think he's something that you could just build off long term like that because he is 28 years old. I mean, how many good years are we gonna have Kenny Galladay? That's a question. Like, that you what, what do you guys think? I mean, like, I mean, I think he had a good three, three years in him, three, maybe four years. But is he going to be dominant when he's 33, 32, 33? When you uh, when you look at Kenny Galladay, he's not really known to be a route runner. He's more like a deep threat. So you're right about that. How long does he have in him? And then another, like, I think the most ideal situation would be a tag and trade. Yeah, I but I don't know what Detroit could get for him. Um, so, so we'll see what Brad Holmes and company does with Galladay. See, this is why this is why I think the tag is so smart. It's because you say I don't know what you can get from, but someone's going to pay the price for a Galladay, especially if you're a contender. You need someone for the year, and you need someone only in a one-year tag where you're not committed long-term. I think a team definitely goes up and trades for a Galladay. You're trying to tell me a, a team like the Colts, maybe potentially that are in a win now. You know, they have this win now window right now. They need a receiver. Hey, we have this draft capital. Let me go get a Galladay. Hey, let's go to Baltimore. We got Lamar Jackson. We need some receivers for, for our young quarterback, even though I'm not a believer in Lamar Jackson. That's a different story on a different day. But you look at Baltimore. We need a receiver. We need a receiver. <laughs> you know, we got a Ravens fan in Wayne here, so don't. Oh, I don't care. I, I don't like Lamar Jackson. I don't think he's ever going to win a Super Bowl. But Tyler? different story on a different oh. day. Oh. Okay, we, we look at Baltimore. <laughs> and we're like, hey, we need a receiver for the year or at least someone we can maybe commit to long term. Someone's going to trade for Galladay because someone in 2021 is going to need Galladay services. So I tag him. I think you definitely find a trade partner. And like I said, if you don't find a trading partner for him, OK, whatever. You eat the, you eat the money for one year. He's gone. That's fine. You're rebuilding. You could afford the contract for a year. It's not a huge deal. It's not like you're going to be going in the offseason and signing, you know, all these big free agents and committing to all these guys long term. You're most likely not doing that this offseason. You're going to be doing that in 2022, maybe 2023, when you're more ready to win. The Lions are just starting this rebuild. So I'm tagging him and I'm finding a trading partner. And if, if, I, if I can't find a partner, then I hold on to him for a year. I give golf an option. That's fine. And I leave it at that. Sell him while he's hot. Like exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like Sell him while he's hot. Wayne, the Ravens fan, said he'd trade for him in a heartbeat. Exactly. That's what I'm yeah. saying. T- teams are going to be all- – who wouldn't want a Galladay for a year at the very least? I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're, in, a position, if you're in a position to win down and you, you're, you're in like a two-, three-year window, absolutely. Galladay's your guy. Exactly. Especially if you and, need a receiver. And, and Tyler, yeah. Romeo said he's not cool with you anymore. Oh, that's fine. I mean, if people don't like my perspective. But, Tone, I still love you. You, you might not love me, but I still love you. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like, like I'm saying, if, I think you definitely find a trading partner for Galladay. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, don't think, I don't think it's going to be difficult. One spot that makes a lot of sense for him is actually Seattle. You got Trevor Lawrence coming in. You got Daryl Bevel down there. Jacksonville. You, said uh, you mean, you mean, you mean Jacksonville? Sorry, <laughs> I'm in Jacksonville, yeah. Wow. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm in Jacksonville. Uh, Daryl Bevel is former offense coordinator. Trevor Lawrence, obviously, Kenny Galladay knows the system. He could be a good leader for that young locker room. Um, so, this is kind of like a sleeper team if, if, yeah. if he's available for trade. Sam, this is not just a Lions room. We're talking Lions football, but, you know, it, it helps if you're a Lions fan. But you don't have to be a Lions fan to be with us. Yeah. We'll, uh, See, Ken's a Dolphins fan. Hey, yeah, dude, Malcolm's from on, Miami. Later <laughs> on, you guys can hop on and talk about your teams and ask questions about the draft. Tyler's like – has been covering the draft this year, so he knows a lot about prospects. Speaking of the draft, you want to get into that? Let's do the draft. Let's do it. Yep. All right. So this is a question for you guys. The Lions have the number seven overall pick. Yep. Who would you take? Quarterback, wide receiver, offensive lineman, best player available, trade back. And who is the one player that if he's on the board, you would not trade back? You would take that player. Ooh. I'm going to kick it off to Malcolm. Mm. Malcolm, who's your number one guy at seven? My number one guy at seven? I don't have a number one guy at seven, to be honest with you. I mean, for me, I wouldn't mind trading back. Trading back because the Lions are in a situation that they are rebuilding, and they do need as much draft capital as possible. So I would definitely trade back. That would be my first move. If I can't find nobody to trade back, then, yeah, I'm best player available. And that does not exclude that beast of a tight end in Florida. So there's not one guy – you're at seven. And you're like, oh, I got to take him right now. You don't have that one guy. 
I don't have that one guy, no. But okay. um, yeah, best player available to me. Um, I wouldn't take a quarterback this year. What if you Trevor the best Lawrence player? is there? Yeah, who? Trevor Lawrence is there. All right, all right, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is like a mix of seven, bro. <laughs> Well, well, you said you want to take a quarterback. I'm, I'm putting. No, I want it. I want it. I want to take. All right, all right. If Trey Lance is there, Justin Fields is there. I want to take those guys. Okay. I'll let, I'll, I'll let them ride, and I'll actually look. I'll look for a trading partner at that point because there's a lot of teams who would want a Trevor Lawrence or a not Trevor Lawrence. I'm tripping. Trey Lance. There's there's teams out there that want a Trey Lance or teams out there that want Justin Fields. So I will trade back because. Again, this is a rebuilding phase for us. I don't think we have to rush this quarterback this year. I think they're going to roll golf for at least a year or two. Now, uh, Malcolm, this is a question from Jay. You guys know how I feel about this, but if Pitts is at number seven and, like, say you don't have, like, a trade-back option, you have to take a player, would you take Pitts? I mean, if I feel like he's better than the wide receivers are there, yeah. Yeah. That that dude's a beast. That that dude, he he, he paired him up with Hawkinson, man. It's going to look like that – New England Patriots offense back in the day when they had Aaron Hernandez and, and Gronk, when they were just like, nobody could stop those guys. It's going to look something similar to that if they use them correctly. Right. Now, uh, so someone said, so explain this to him. So Sam Smith said he's a Browns fan, but he said there's no point of taking pits. You guys have TJ. Y'all have TJ. So can you tell him what's the difference between uh, TJ Hawkinson and Kyle Pitts? Uh, Kyle Pitts is he's more of like a receiver than, than anything. And he's in the red zone, like he's he's been great in college. I get it that we don't need him because we have Hawkinson, but I I mean if that GM if that GM and, and that staff feel like he is better, it's gonna be a better offensive weapon than the receivers that are there. Like save Chase. Um what's the call is going? And you know, they feel like he's a better option. I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate it. Yeah, um, I agree with you. Dan Campbell is a tight ends coach, and the other day he mentioned this press conference that he doesn't really view him as tight ends. He views him as big skill position players or something like. That. I forgot how he said it, but Kyle Pitts is an explosive guy. You look at kind of like Chase Claypool from last year. Um, that's kind of how I see his game translate to the NFL. I think he's more of a wide receiver than tight end, and. Um, to answer my question of who I would take at number seven, I'd take Justin Fields or Trey Lance. They were both there. Now, if I had a really, really nice trade offer, I'd consider it, but I'd take one of those two quarterbacks for sure. Tyler, what Same about you? Thing. I would take either one of those quarterbacks as well if they were there at seven. Other than that, I'm looking for a trade back option. And just to go off on the Kyle Pitts thing, personally, why I wouldn't touch the Kyle Pitts at seven is just because I think you're going to get a better value player at seven. Like, I don't see as a scenario. Anyway, how the draft falls, where Kyle Pitts is my favorite player at seven. I know yeah, how you sure. said. I just don't see a scenario like that. So let's say we trade back to like 12 or 15. Maybe Kyle Pitts makes more sense there. But I think if we are at seven, I don't see a scenario where any of these players, like I don't see like, you know, the top seven guys, for se, are all gone. And Kyle Pitts is like my, my favorite prospect at that point. I just don't see that happening. I, there's going to be someone I like that's going to be, I like more than Pitts at seven. Whether that be a Jalen Waddle, whether that be a Penny Sewell, whether that be a Fields, whether that be a Lance, I think there's going to be someone there that I'm going to like more than Kyle Pitts. And it's not that I don't like Kyle Pitts; I actually like Kyle Pitts a lot. I think he's a very talented football player, and I kind of like that idea of you know that Aaron Hernandez Gronkowski idea with yeah, Hawk mm-hmm. and Pitts, and because that could work out because that makes a lot of sense. That's what the Patriots did back in the day. It's proven it's worked. I think tight ends are still important to the game of football. They're not going away anytime soon. And if you have two good tight ends, that's a luxury, a, a big time luxury. Um, but I just don't see a scenario where there's any prospect that is at seven that I like Kyle Pitts more than you know the, than who's available. But if we trade back, let's say to like. 12 or 15 with the Patriots or something like that, then that can make sense. If, you, if Kyle Pitts is still there, that makes a lot more sense in my opinion. And as you're still getting draft capital as well. I was going to say, like, you wouldn't, would you hate it if they drafted him or? I think at seven, I wouldn't hate it, but I would not love it. But if it were a little back, I would, I would love it. Yeah. I, I feel the same way. Yeah. So, like, I yeah, think that, at seven, it's just, it's just a bit rich for me, you know? That's, that, uh, and for listeners, that's, that's what I was trying to say. They're like, yeah, right. They're like, you're right. <laughs> no, <laughs> we're, we're talking about Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts is a good player. He's a very he's, good player. He's nice. He's nice. Very nice. Yeah. So I wouldn't be against it. Just I think seven's a bit rich. 
Now, uh, I want to answer this question. Uh, Sam Smith, um, he said uh, Patrick Surtain and Jeff Gooda. Tyler, I'll kick this off to you because uh, I know your thoughts on this. Wait, we're addressing Patrick Surtain at seven in this scenario? Yeah, can you explain? He's not a Lions fan, so can you explain why Surtain oh, okay. doesn't really make sense? Okay. I'm sorry. If you were a Lions fan, I was going to go off on you. But no, okay, you're not a Lions fan. I'll, I'll explain it. Uh, we don't need Patrick Surtain. <laughs> if we take Patrick Surtain at seven... I will be furious. I, I'm fighting somebody. <laughs> I will be furious if we take Patrick Surtain. Somebody's catching hands. <laughs> I will be mad. Um, hands. If Malcolm knows me, Malcolm thinks the same way as me in this perspective, where you're building a team, especially when you're building a line, because there's not many guys from this front seven where you're like, oh, look at this guy. There's not many guys up there. When you're building a football team, you want to build from the inside out. And what I mean by that, you build from the front four. Then you go to the linebackers. Then you go to the secondary. No. You know, you, t- you, attack the, you attack the front seven first, and then you attack the back seven. No. Because what we've seen in the NFL, you can get away with solid corners or mediocre corners if you have an elite front four. Look no. at the Colts. Colts, no. what was that? Top three defense? What do they do? They go out and get a trade for DeForest Buckner. They go along with the guys they already have, Darius Leonard, uh, Justin Houston. They go along with the guys they already got. And they made those corners. Hey, remember Xavier Rhodes? What do we used to say for him? The roads were open. The roads were closed last year because he had that front four for him, and they were getting to the quarterback very fast for him. So the roads were closed. He had one of the best years of his career last year with the Colts. So if you're building a football team, and when you're building the Lions right now, for say, you're building almost everything from scratch. As I like to say, these are messed up cookies right now. Brad Holmes, Dan Campbell are throwing away the cookies, and they're going to put their recipe and build a new batch of cookies. And if you're going to start the batch of cookies, the, the best ingredient to start off the batch of cookies is the front four and the front seven rather than taking a corner, especially when you go back to what we still have a little bit of the rest of, you know, we still have some leftovers from the last regime. That's fine. We can put those and still sell them. That's fine. We still have Jeff Okuda. We still have Amani Warrior. So you still have pieces from that back seven. But even if we were starting from complete scratch, everybody off the team, we're getting a brand new 53-man roster, I still would not take a corner pick seven or the first round in general because you have to build. There's so many other more important positions in the NFL that you got to build first, and then you can worry about the back seven a little bit after. Oh, oh. Man, Tyler, you sound like you said every single thing I said last year. Okay. Everything <laughs> that you just said just now is exactly what I said last year, word, word for word. But were we, re- were we rebuilding last year? I don't know what no. the hell we were doing last year. Well, but I didn't know what the we were doing. But <laughs> I don't know so, what the hell we were doing. We last weren't year. rebuilding last year, so it's a bit different. But we did know that we did not have a pass rush. Oh, I know that. That, that, that was one thing we. That was one thing we did know. Well, that's just Bob Quinn's and, philosophy. Yeah, <laughs> it's a trash philosophy. Yeah, and I said that's a trash philosophy, but I still defended the Jeff Okuda pick. Yeah, nothing against Jeff, but. If if you don't have a front four, it wasn't going to work. And I, and I said that. Nothing to get Jeff, but it, it just wasn't going to work. So, so what they definitely needed to do is build up that front by any means necessary. Or uh, get a wide receiver. If like, you don't sign Kenny Gallagher, they don't get a free agent. Or probably uh, trade back, right? We talked about quarterback. Um, if, if they love those quarterbacks and they think one of those quarterbacks could be a franchise guy, take him. If not, if another team thinks that, hey, trade back, you get a haul. Like, say, Washington calls for number 19. You probably get their first and second this year and their first round next year, right? Ooh. So, How many picks will we have? You'd have three first-round picks next year if that happens. Shoot, do it. <laughs> yeah, and then at 19, you can maybe get, like, a Rashad Bateman, a Christian Barmore, and Aziz Jewelry, Jeremiah Arusu Karamoa. I think I said his name right. If I didn't, I'm sorry. Um, so there still are some solid guys you could find um, in the middle of this draft. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, someone, you know, bringing up – I don't know why this came to my head, but we're talking about tight ends too. Um, if we were to trade back and we, Kyle Pitts is, let's say, gone, depending on where we trade back and let's say, like, we somehow accumulate, like, an early second-round pick, there's another tight end that I would not mind comparing with Hawkinson. That's Jared Fryermuth. Uh, I think Fryermuth could be really good with Hawkinson as well. I mean, I think that would be so fun to play with. I think that's almost – they're very similar, but they're different, if that makes sense. Like – I think Fryermuth could be a little bit better blocker than Hawk, and Hawk could be more of a receiving threat. I think that could be a lot of fun as well. And then there's another tight end if we go in a little later in day two. And I, I went way off topic, but I was thinking of tight ends. I don't know why. I want to bring it up. Uh, is Brevin Jordan. I, he's a, he's a kind of like your Irv Smith type you know, player, Eric Ebron type build. I think that would be a lot of fun with Hawk as well if they want to go that route. 
We don't we don't see that name in in, ah. in this room. Okay, Irv Smith then. And okay. Evan Evan Ingram, is that fine by you? That 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 is fine by me. Eric Ebron too. <laughs> we 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 don't we don't say that name <laughs> in, in here. Wait, wait, what's the name we don't say? Eric Ebron? No, yeah, that, yeah, that that's the name we don't we don't, we don't say. That name. <laughs> all right, um, all right, you guys want to uh, get some people in here and answer some questions and see see what's up? Let's open up the phones uh, or, or the locker room right. or whatever the hell we call this. So uh, you guys could request to speak if you guys want to say anything or. I know someone wants to come in earlier. Yeah, we could talk about anything. We talk about football, you know, talk about life. Yeah. All right. Um, so while while we get some requests, Tyler, let's talk about some, since you're the draft guy, let's talk about some day two and day three picks for the Lions and also for other teams because there are fans of other teams in here. Mm-hmm. Um, who do you like on day two, day three? Um, someone I have not mentioned a lot to you guys, but someone I, I'm really starting to like as I watch a little bit more of him is Tyler Wallace. I like that. I think Tylen Wallace is almost a knockoff Jamar Chase, if that makes sense. Like he does everything that Jamar Chase does, just not at the same level as Jamar Chase. So he's like the good values or the great values Jamar Chase for say. And I was doing a mock draft live with Pierre and whoever was in this in this locker room. We did a live, you know, mock draft, and this has no implication what? with the live how the draft's going to happen. But I got Tylen Wallace at pick eighty eight. And that's our last round pick. Tyler Wallace, I think, is a for sure starter in the slot. And I, seeing him at the Senior Bowl, seeing him in a little bit off a different off from the Oklahoma State offense, and seeing him play a little bit more than like some outside play, some slot, he impressed me. I, I liked him a lot. So he's someone I really, really like on day two. I think he has a potential to be a very good receiver in the NFL. Someone I would watch out for. He's like a little savvy receiver. He's a great route runner, in my opinion. He's the same size as Jamar Chase, too. They're kind of guys that only six one, but they play a lot bigger than their size. So that's a guy I really like from the receivers. Tylen Wallace, someone I would watch out for in day two. Okay. Okay. Like hey, Tyler, I mean, we need help defensively. Uh huh. We need a lot of help defensively. Yeah. Can you give us some names of some guys that could please help this team defensively? Someone in the front seven. Anybody? Okay, I got. I got you a guy. And this is a guy that Pierre likes a lot, too. And he, another guy that really impressed me in the Senior Bowl as well, Jabril Cox, a linebacker from LSU, former North Dakota State guy. He was a guy that came from a Division II school from North Dakota State, played at LSU in his last year, and didn't really look like he had much of an adjustment, Pierre. Okay, you bring that up, college, whatever, right? Now let's go into the Senior Bowl where he's playing all SEC guys. He's playing ACC guys. He's playing Big Ten guys. He's playing everybody around the country. The best seniors around the country are at this game in Mobile, Alabama, and the week in general at Mobile, Alabama. Jabril Cox is one of those guys where you need a coverage linebacker. He's your guy. Let's go to today's NFL. What do we call it? A passing league. And Jabril Cox fits that narrative so well you know, to cover tight ends, to cover running backs. He was phenomenal in that week in Alabama, covering the running backs there, covering the tight ends over there. So I, I think we just go to the Super Bowl as well. Is he Devin White? He's not Devin White. But look how key Devin White was to that Super Bowl victory. People said Devin White should have been the Super Bowl MVP. I don't think they're wrong. I think Devin White was phenomenal in that, that game. And he's been phenomenal all year. And since so he's been in the league since 2019. This guy is a today's NFL linebacker and a linebacker that every NFL team at one time or one day are going to need a guy like this, a guy that could be able to cover running backs, a guy that could be able to cover tight ends consistently. You're going to get that with Jabril Cox. It's today's game. He needs to improve on his run defense. I think that's something that could improve as he gets here. But as far as a guy who could play pure coverage and you know stop tight ends, stop running backs in the passing game, he's a guy I want. He's a guy I trust a lot. So Jabril Cox is a guy I look out for in the day two. Um, I, I think he's phenomenal. God damn! Somebody give Tyler some water, man. Oh, I got it's something hot. else. <laughs> damn, Tyler. All right, uh, I'll go through a couple names. Malcolm wants to know. I like the Le- Levy Ozuzuki. Tyler, Tyler Ozuzuki from a defense tackle from Washington. Levi, yeah, that guy's an interior disruptor. Um, who else do I like? I like Ronnie Perkins, Patrick Shot of Oklahoma. And then um, Patrick Jones, a really underrated guy out of Pittsburgh. You like Sherrock Tony he too. He had a good. Yeah, Shaka Tony's more like a tweener type of guy. He's like he's like a Walmart version of Brian Burns. <laughs> I love these great value comparisons. <laughs> I mean, 
like his his ceiling is Brian Burns, but he has some work to do, right? And I, and I do like him like as a fourth or fifth round pick. Um, who else is out there? Oh, I love great values. I love great value players. Yeah, another guy, um, Tyler. So sorry, Jonathan. Draft... It's not D two, but not Power Five. That's what I'm at. Oh yeah. Okay. So John has a question. Let's, let's bring it. He up. just said North Dakota State is uh, an FCS, yeah, not a Division two. I was wrong. All right. But um, what were you saying? Sorry, I cut you off. I, I don't know where I was going. I forgot. Ooh, oh, okay. Uh, let's jump into oh, this. No, 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 no. I'm blaming Jonathan for this. That's Jonathan's fault. He he made me cut you off. So <laughs> Jonathan, I'm blaming you on that. Oh, All right. Okay. So, um, <laughs> so some Tyler. Let's let's talk about some safety because uh, Brad Holmes said the Lions GM. This is a deep class at safety. The Lions need a safety. And uh, who are some guys you love in on day three? Let's forget about day two. Let's go into some day three guys. Who are some guys that make sense? This this safety market is – or this safety class is a little bit weird. There is not that one guy that really stands out to you, but we're going to day three. I'm trying to think, man. Like who are some guys that could fall to day three? Because I feel like most of the good ones are going to be gone by day two. So I'm going to be honest with you. I really don't have a name for you. You don't? Oh. Okay. So John has a question. John? Um, hey, what's up? Can you guys hear me? What's up, John? What's up, Jay? What's up, guys? How you doing? Jay, maybe, Jay, Jay, What's up, Jay? You, you made me cut off Pierre, and now you, you have the balls to get on the, the mic right now. I, I applaud hey, you. Hey, 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 hey. Pierre actually, <laughs> um, what's it called, invited me, so I didn't oh, jump on. Okay. I didn't so, ask. Pierre, hold on, hold on. So, he, he made me cut you off, and you invited him to the live. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, because he was yeah, asking questions in the chat. Like, let's let's hear him on the, the show. So yeah, let's, let's hear him out. Let's hear him out. Oh, what's up, Jay? Like I don't, you guys act like I don't got a podcast of my own. I'd be talking I was just going to say, I was... <laughs> I was just going to plug you right now, but since you said that, oh, you got a podcast. Oh, what's your podcast? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's called Blue Blood Podcast. Um, yep. It's on Spotify and uh, iTunes Podcast. And yeah, it's with me and another fellow Lions fan. He's actually the one who does amazing edits. Uh, Lions 445. He He's on Twitter. The dude makes the best edits I've ever seen. I don't think you guys disagree with that. but I can vouch. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um. I don't know overall, like, what uh, Malcolm was saying. I think we need a front seven. We do. Like, you guys were saying with linebackers. So, you brought up some guys I liked. I was like, Factor Jones. Um, I don't know. I guess you guys have scooted around the question. You've talked about it. But at the end of the day, what do you really want? Like, you three. I know I know Pierre, but do you want us to take a QB at seven? And, like, will you be 100% happy with that? Or are you, yeah. like, good with Jared Goff? Or do you just want Jared Goff as a bridge QB for, like, one year max, too? All right. These guys, they, they we all have different perspectives on this. Yeah. Tyler and Pierre, they, they wouldn't mind a quarterback this year. I absolutely do not want a quarterback this year. At all? Uh, I mean, n- yeah, no. I, I don't I don't want a quarterback this year. Do you trust Goff or do you think it's just a waste of I trust. I trust, I trust Goff. I trust golf this year. <laughs> as far as this year, um, the thing is that the the thing is that the yeah. Lions they have the ammo that if golf does suck, so say if next year golf is just complete doo doo. Yep. All right, they have the ammo to grab who, whatever quarterback is there. They could move up to the number two spot next year, and especially if they're already bad. So say if they're bad. So say if they already have like a top ten pick, yep. and there's a quarterback up there that they really love. They have the ammo to do whatever they want. They have what four first round picks or three first round picks? Yeah. After this I, year, I see exactly what you're saying, and that's something like I agree with. I'm 100 okay with us not taking the quarterback this year, like I am. But at the same point, look at like the last couple of years, the quarterbacks that are succeeding in the league are the guys that are sitting for a year or sitting for half season and learning. Like we don't know. Granted, Herbert this last year, it was a weird situation with Tyrod Taylor and their medical staff. But he sat for a few games. He came in. I'm not saying he wouldn't have been as good at the beginning, but we don't know. We're never not. We're never gonna know that question. Yeah, same thing with same thing with Mahomes. He sat behind Alex Smith. He learned that entire time. He's talked about it before. Like it's a big thing for him to sit and learn because Alex Smith is a wealth of knowledge. I'm not saying Alex Smith is a great quarterback by any means, but he knows his stuff. He's a vet. He's played a lot of places. He taught Mahomes a lot. Lamar Jackson did the same thing behind Flacco. Granted, I don't think Flacco liked him very much, but. I'm just thinking and I feel like this path to success for like an elite quarterback or top 10 quarterback is going to be sitting in for a year and have them learn without that pressure. You know what I mean? Like Trevor Lawrence is, of course, an outlier. He just is an amazing prospect. But besides him, because I don't think there's going to be a guy like him for the next 
probably five years. Are you going to be comfortable with a rookie quarterback starting week one and how much pressure and how much expectations are you going to have on him? I mean, again, I mean, even if we draft a guy next year, there's no rush for him to start either. You can still bench him for the year. So or just him out. off and have him start? I mean, golf, I think golf is going to be here for at least a couple of years. That, that's that's my, my opinion on it. I think it'll be here for at least a couple of years. He could be out next year. But even if he's out, I think they could still bring in another bridge quarterback for, for a year and, and let the rookie sit. But, like, I – I don't. I don't know. I mean, I'm like a guy who I'm in love with. Like, who I, I say, like out of this class, and even more than Trevor Lawrence, I I like Zach Wilson more than Trevor Lawrence, and that's just that's just my opinion. Um, I think his arm talent is better, <laughs> and I think I think he has the tools to be to have the success. So, I mean, yeah, and that's interesting because for me, I've actually had this argument with Pierre all the time. I don't think Zach Wilson's ready to start yet. And I know there's a whole bunch of hype around him. I've watched him play, watched him play and light it up against Boise State. And I've also watched him struggle against Coastal Carolina. Granted, they did have a great defense, but it was Coastal Carolina. Like, I didn't even know who that school was before the season started. He can put all this stuff on. I'm not saying he doesn't have a Hey, Coastal Carolina was ranked this year. What's the respect on Coastal Carolina? (laughs) The Mormons versus the Mullets, right? (laughs) But... Hey, no. you watch the tape of Zach Wilson. He makes NFL throws. You know, he's not like he's not Patrick Mahomes, but um, his style of play reminds me of Mahomes. And, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not, not even here to defend that. Zach Wilson. I was just here to defend Coastal Carolina because I hear some disrespect to Coastal hey, Carolina. Saying, <laughs> you, you turn on the tape. You turn on the tape. The guy is flashy. He's fun to watch. Yeah, he, he plays with that swagger. He's a great leader. I'm just. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with all that stuff, and I do think he makes NFL throws. I'm just saying I don't think he's going to be ready. If he's not in the right situation, I don't think he's going to have a good rookie season. I'm not I think he could start from day one. I think he could start from day one. And you look at the Lions, start, they I have an O-line. He's going to succeed very much that season. He might succeed the second season or the third season, but you don't know how much the confidence that's going to have him lose. Like, look at Mitch. I'm not saying, yes, you brought it up. Zach has started a lot more games, stuff like that, but he hasn't played against premium competition. He hasn't played against Alabama. He doesn't play against SEC schools. Like uh, I don't really care up. about that. I don't really care, like, about um, – he played – Zach Wilson played at a D1 school. I don't really care about if he played if he played against Dom. But, um, he, he's, he's a three-year starter. He's improved every year he's played. And that's, that's just where I'm at with that. I don't really care about, like, oh, he played this team, that team, this team. He's still balled out. That's true. Are you are you are you Fields over um, Zach Wilson? No, no, I'm not not you, Pierre. I know your question. Pierre, we got a question. Well, why'd you answer? Why'd you even answer, Pierre? <laughs> yeah, I wonder why. Pierre, I don't know why the hell Pierre answered that. <laughs> no, <laughs> like we didn't know that. <laughs> like that was a shock. According to Pierre, Zach Wilson is the best quarterback that came out in the last hey. few years. <laughs> <laughs> All I see on Twitter appears Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson. I'm like, oh my gosh, dude, lay off. <laughs> I off. love how Beer answered the question. He goes, oh no, I do not think Justin Fields is better than me. <laughs> I, I must admit, though, I mean, Zach Wilson does make, he can make all the, that's, I think he's a quarterback in this draft that can make all the throws. There's not a throw that Zach Wilson cannot make. See, Malcolm sees what I see. No, that's, 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 that's Zach Wilson. He can make all you the throws. You say Trevor Lawrence can't do that, though? Because I definitely know he can. Trevor Lawrence is a winner, and and that that that's good. And he he, he could make he makes plays. He he he's very smart, and he's a winner. But does he have the same arm strength as Zach Wilson to fit it between a window, like 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 a Stafford window type type situation? I guess no. Exactly. Uh, no, Trevor Lawrence does not have that arm strength. Mm, I don't know but, if I agree with that. Man, but who who's yeah, more valuable, know. Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson? Trevor Lawrence, I think by, Trevor Lawrence, absolutely yeah. Lawrence by Lawrence. by miles. I think honestly, yeah, he's my clear cut one. I'd say, I guess I want to answer this question different than how you said it, Malcolm. I would be more comfortable with Justin Fields starting Week One next year for me this coming season than then I would Zach, Zach Wilson. Wilson. Oh. Mm. Okay, but, but, but Jay, if I was to have them sit for a season, I think I would want Zach Wilson more. Okay, I was going to say, because, Jay, I mean, we're in a situation where neither of the guys, if they were drafted here, are starting day one. Neither exactly. of the guys are starting here day one. So it's like, who do you so, think has a higher upside, basically? Yeah, ceiling, yes, I'll go Zach Wilson for sure. Definitely higher ceiling. Higher floor, though, I think, Justin Fields. That's, That's why fair. Right yeah. now, I think I'd rank mm. him above because I'm more worried about 
explore at the moment. If I'm if I'm having a guy start week one, but yeah, like you're saying, if we're having a guy sit, I told Pierre, I've told Pierre this. If we're if the Lions draft Zach Wilson and they sit him for a year, I'm excited. If they start him or if something happens and he has to play like week three, I'm not excited about that. All right, uh, Jay, uh, thanks for coming on. We're gonna have Ken uh, speak with us now. Yes, sir. Thanks, guys. For Appreciate it, on. Jay. Yeah, appreciate, it, guys. appreciate it, Jay. Peace. Hey, fellas, what's going on? What's up, Kenny? What's up? Okay, so I got a three-parter here. Just bear with me. Um, they should be kind of quick, though. Uh, so uh, you guys are talking about draft. I know, Malcolm, you talked about you, you're not really in on a quarterback in the first round. But I did want to bring up that Tankathon. Uh, uh, they brought up that uh, – I mean, their, their mocks change uh, from day to day, but not too bad as these other guys. But they had you guys taking Trey Lance at, at seven. Just want to know your thoughts on that. Um, I also got a, two, a couple of questions, but they're more selfish questions from um, for me. Uh, Marvin Jones Jr., I know you guys aren't probably going to keep him, and he's definitely going to be on the free agency market. Where would you value him? Uh, how much do you think he could get? Because, I mean, he has been rumored to go to Miami. I am a Dolphins fan, so I'm just kind of curious, like, trying to gauge of what he could be or how much we would have to pay, pay for him. And uh, would you would you take Swift or Ayuk in a keeper league? Okay, so let's start off with the Trey Lance thing with Malcolm. Malcolm, what do you think? What do you th- what's your thoughts on Trey Lance? All right, so Trey Lance, if they drop to Trey Lance, I wouldn't fight anybody. Like I wouldn't put hands on the coaching staff. <laughs> not like not like if they drop to like a DB, like if they drop to like a corner. Yeah, somebody's catching hands. You know, somebody would see me on the streets. Um, but uh, Trey Lance, Trey Lance. I mean, I wouldn't hate it, but I just I just don't. I, I I think golf can be good still. I, I, I'm not completely giving up on golf. And I, and I think the same thing as far as Brad Holmes, I think he feels the same way. And that's why he brought him in to give him this, this one last opportunity to show that he can play some goddamn football. So I think we got to load up golf with, with weapons. And, and even if it doesn't work out with golf, Whoever we bring in in the future, whoever quarterback that we do decide to bring in, he already have an established offense. He'll have weapons. That's like how um, when what's his name, the guy from, I'm forgetting the quarterback's name from the, the rookie from last year from um the Chargers, um, Herbert. Shit, what's his name, guys? Herbert, Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. There you go. See, that's why I have these guys here because Come they, on, they help me out. My memory's bad. I'm old. It's my fantasy QB. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna get the fantasy with Ken later. But the thing is, he came to uh, he came in a really good situation. They they already have an established offense, so you just plug him in there, and of course he's going to have success. So yeah. I think if you build around the, if you build the team now, next year or the following year, if they get that quarterback, he already have the pieces around him. We don't we won't be in a situation like oh shit we need a receiver or oh shit we need a you know we already have that here. So I, that's why I don't, I don't that's why yeah I think we should definitely go with, with now, yeah, get, uh, get, get weapons. Can I bring up something? Regarding Trey Lance, um, I think his potential is through the roof. Yeah, he needs some time to sit, but if he could reach his potential, you got a potential superstar and a franchise quarterback playing on his rookie deal. If, that's if he could do that. Yes. Then um, regarding Marvin Jones. Hold on, hold on. Can I, I, I think... add something on oh, Trey Lance ahead, real quick? Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm with you, Pierre. I think he actually has the second highest potential out of the rookie quarterbacks in this class. Mm. Like, I think his... His um, what's the word I'm looking for? His ceiling is so high, but his floor is very low as well. His, I mean, it could hit rock bottom. That scares me. But as a prospect, I think his ceiling is higher than Justin Fields. I think it's higher than Zach Wilson. Like you mm. said, I think he could be a superstar. I think he could be a top ten quarterback in the right system. So it's a risky pick, but if he was there, it's definitely gonna be hard to pass upon because of uh, how high the potential and high, how high the boom could be with him. But it is a very risky pick at the same time because, you know, like we mentioned, he's not from a Power 5 school. So this could backfire very badly, and he could be very bad. He, he maybe do, never adjusts to the NFL. Maybe he doesn't get into a right situation in Detroit, and he never adjusts, and he never plays well. That's very possible as well, and that's a possibility for anybody. But his is a little bit higher, obviously, because of the, competi- the level of competition he's played. So his, you know, his ceiling and his floor are both very high. But – I think he has all the skill traits to be a very successful quarterback, so I would not be against that. But, yeah, go ahead, Pierre, about Marvin Jones. Now, regarding Marvin Jones, I think he'll be 31 going into next year. So I'm guessing maybe along a two- to three-year deal at 9 to $11 million a year. 
that's what I think Marvin Jones uh, is going to command. He's he's really consistent, man. Um, he's a, he's a really good player. He's like a high end number two, low end number one. I think he'll thrive with Miami. That that's Toronto with some talent. So yeah, I mean, knowing the, the Dolphins roster right now, I mean they got they got Devontae Parker. I don't know the I don't know Parker's situation. If he's still going to be there next year or not, I, I don't I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. Is he, he free? Is. He's he is. Yeah. He, he is. Okay. Yeah, they'll have a really good receiver court between Devontae Parker and, and, and Marvin Jones. Yeah, that that'll be a really nice receiving core. Um, Marvin Jones will instantly be their their number two receiver, and he'll be their deep threat as well. He could uh, he's a good deep threat. So yeah. Parker's Parker actually just signed an extension. He's there for till two thousand twenty four. So he's there for a minute. Um, if I'm the Dolphins, though, this is for Ken. I like They're Marvin Jones off. a lot. I I like Marvin Jones a lot, but. If I'm Miami, I'm not necessarily going the route of Marvin Jones. I'm going to tell you why. I think there's better options for you than Marvin Jones. Like Pierce said, he's a very consistent receiver, and he's a very good receiver. But why I wouldn't go the Marvin Jones route if I'm you guys, I think you guys need some juice that often. You need some speed. Devontae Parker's fine. I think he's kind of almost like a Marvin Jones to a certain degree. You know, a very good route runner. Or not a very good route uh, A good position guy, but a little better route runner. You guys need some juice on that offense. And... Jakeem Grant just doesn't get it done for me. He's just not a very good football player to me. I don't think he should really be on the team anymore. He, he doesn't. Yeah. Special teams. Special teams at best. Exactly. But as a receiver, he just doesn't really get the job done for me. And then I like Gasicki. He's a good tight end. But if I'm going to the Dolphins, I'm looking at Jalen Waddle, guys. You guys got such a prime position at number three. If you guys don't trade back, that's someone I want for Tua. I mean, he has already a connection with him from Bama. Jalen Waddle and Tua could be really fun, especially going with that offense with Gasicki, going with Parker. If you guys are going to go the free agent route, I think you guys got some better options as well. Maybe going a guy like Curtis Samuel with a little speed. But I want someone with speed. I want someone who could burn the top on defense. Marvin Jones is not going to do that for you. So I think with Parker, I want a speedster to compliment him rather than a Marvin Jones, if that makes sense. Wait, let me ask you a face. Let me, ask you a qu- let me ask you a question, though. I mean, why can't you just get both? <laughs> I mean, you, you, you draft Waddle. You draft Waddle, you have him in the slot. I don't think we're going to get you got Waddle. Marvin Jones. it's going to be Devonta or Jamar Chase. But, I mean. Yeah, either or. Depending. You can put them in You're the right. slot. I mean, I think that's yeah, why it, I think we can get a free agent and get a wide receiver and then do whatever the heck we want after. You, 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 man, y'all do that. Well, look out. That's fine. That's fine. That's yeah. fine, baby. I, I didn't even know that. Yeah, because, I mean, you get Marvin Jones, you draft a guy, and whoever you draft, put him in the slot. Devontae yeah. Parker in the slot. I mean, what's yeah. his name? Um, Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle or, or whoever. As long as they can catch the ball, because we had catching issues last Oh, yeah, Jakeem Grant can't catch the ball, dude. And, and <laughs> the, the Dolphins are also getting Albert Wilson back, because he, he took the year That's off, true. right, for um, COVID, right? And he has speed. So, yeah, they're going to get him back. As long as he can stay healthy, I mean, shoot, you have another weapon so, right there. So I'm in a keeper league, right? I know I want I want to get this question. I'm in a keeper league. I got Brandon Ayuk to pick from, or I got DeAndre Swift. Now, before you answer, it's I if I take Swift, he would take up my sixth round pick. If it's Ayuk, he would take up my tenth round pick. So I I'm not gonna answer. I'm not gonna okay, answer. Yeah. I'm a homer. Okay. <laughs> let, 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 let me get let me get my credentials in real quick and why you should trust me with your fantasy advice. So I just want to say I was a fantasy championship winner this year in my Yahoo League and in my ESPN League. The league I was with Malcolm, Malcolm didn't even make the playoffs, so you don't want his advice. <laughs> oh but wow! I wow. did make the, I made the fantasy championship. Well, did you and, explain why though? You explain why I didn't make the playoffs? Why didn't you make the playoffs? So my my whole my whole team got hurt. Okay, that's the lamest excuse. My whole so, team got hurt. Okay, you didn't make the playoffs. You you actually didn't make the playoffs by like a half point. It was like a bullshit Eric Ebron catch in the. It was an Eric that Eric Ebron catch. That, Last that, that, play of the game, Steelers Washington football team Monday Night Football, and that catch ended your whole season. You didn't make the playoffs. I remember that. That yeah. was crazy. Yeah. But I would have beat you anyways in the playoffs. It wouldn't matter. So it, it wait, 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 wait. What happened when we played in the regular season? Okay, whatever you beat me. You beat me. <laughs> Okay, let's let's go on to Ken's question though. Of Ayuk in the tenth round or Swift? Was it the sixth round, Ken? Okay, so, oof, that's tough, man. I like Ayuk a lot. He was actually one of the guys I got really late. I don't play keepers league. I play a new brand new draft every year. Um, wow, that's tough. Ayuk in the tenth round is very very good value. I think he's gonna have a very big role, especially if they get a quarterback as well. 
I, th- I think they could be one of the teams that are potentially in the trading market for a guy like Sam Donald, potentially, or maybe even just maybe they, they go out, go all out and go for a guy like Deshaun Watson. That's going to be interesting. So if they get a quarterback that I like to go with Kyle Shanahan's offense, I think I like Ayuk a little bit more than Swift in the sixth round. So I'm going to say Ayuk in the 10th rather than Swift in the sixth. But and both and, are and that's options. what I'm thinking. I just wanted to kind of get, you know, a, a Lions fan perspective, even though you're not being a homer, which I appreciate. So yeah, depending on the what the 49ers do, I, I, but if I get Swift, if I get to have Swift, I can't wait. I mean, he's got huge upside. See, like the thing with Swift is like, where do you think he's going to be drafted in the fantasy draft? Regardless, like it, let's say you don't keep Good him, point. where do you think he's drafted? Where do you think he's projected? It's like not that much farther than the sixth round. I think he's like, uh, hmm, maybe a fourth round, maybe even a third round pick. So that's why I like IU because IU is going to be an automatic wide receiver too. A very good flex. That's a very good flex option for you. But I think he's definitely a wide receiver too, especially year two in Kyle Shanahan's offense. So I'm going to go Ayuk in the 10th round. I think that's phenomenal value. Gotcha. Thank you guys for the time. Yeah, appreciate it, Ken. question for you. Oh, Ken doesn't want to hear you. So That's fine. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. If uh, anyone, no one else wants to come on. Um, we're around that hour guys, mark anyways. We could yeah, you guys want to stop. You want to end yeah. it? Yeah, so we we'll like we'll keep it open for like one couple more minutes. If anyone wants to come up and ask a question, um, go ahead. Then Ken, I have a question for you. If you want to answer in the chat, how did uh, the rookie Austin Jackson look? The left tackle out of USC, right? USC, I believe so. Yeah, USC. Yep. He played well. I mean, I want to see. What Ken says. I mean, yeah, he, yeah, he wants yeah. a Dolphins perspective. He Wait, because I want to see. He did play well, though. Like Sewell, like for example, Sewell would be huge for them. Maybe put Jackson on the right side, and then peace out, Jay. Thanks for coming on. Uh, maybe Appreciate it, Jeff. They put like Sewell on the right side or left side, and then Austin Jackson or something. Maybe those two guys. I just want to see oh, Sewell. On, uh, if it were me, Jackson. Sewell definitely goes to the left tackle. Not even a question. So you put Jackson at right? Yeah. Yep. Can he play in the right side? I get my best five, and whoever works the best, I'm putting there. That's, that's how it's going to go. Honestly, <laughs> I don't really remember. We didn't really scout um, Lyman that much. There you go. Thanks a lot, guys. Love the responses. All right, it looks like Ken left, actually, so never mind. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, um, for joining us. Stefan, Jonathan. John just came in. Sorry, we're about to end it right now, but thank you for joining. Terrence, looks like he's a Blue Wire, so Team Blue Wire. Thanks you, ter- thank you, Terrence. Yep. Tony, my dog. Thank you, my man. Yep. Oh, John, John, if you have a question before we close out, you could hop in and ask a question real fast. Stefan, what are you drinking on your picture, too? It better be hot chocolate or chocolate milk or maybe a coffee. Now you know he ain't drinking something else, man. That's what I said. I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't look old oh. enough. He doesn't okay. look old enough. <laughs> so he better All be right. drinking some hot chocolate. So uh, I'm going to close this, guys. Thanks for coming on. We'll do this once a week. We'll figure out a day where, like, we'll keep it consistent. But thanks for joining. Uh, yep. Go Lions. And, uh, yeah, peace out, guys.